Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. Seriously, if you want to relieve stress, go to the Word of God. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's just so weird, isn't it? Do people say stuff like that? I apologize for it. Are you kidding me? Let's all do baptism, and I have a little pool here, and we'll all feel nice and relaxed. That's baptism. No, baptism is a sacred Christian rite. All the various yogas are sacred Hindu rites. Wake up, America! It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. So you're not persuaded, hmm? This is Wretched Radio. Why are you living at this time? Answer, because God has placed you here, perhaps you're one of the myriads of Christians who are lamenting, why was I born at a time when Western civilization is tum tum tumbling down? Why me? And the answer is because God wants you here. The question is not why am I here, but what am I supposed to be doing as the lights of Western civilization are on a dimmer switch and we are losing the light and becoming increasingly dark? Dr. Erwin Lutzer, perhaps you've heard his voice. It's like butter. The man has been preaching for 36 years at Moody Church in Chicago, Illinois, heard on about a thousand radio stations, wrote a book titled We Will Not Be Silenced. I was intrigued because I thought, hmm, what angle is he going to take on this? Is it going to be about resisting the tyrants and duty to God? Is it about protesting on Washington and burning up the Capitol. What's going to be the take on it? And it's actually baked right into the title. We will not be silenced. We must stand for truth, which means we must stand for Christ. The two are intertwined. To be a mere truth teller, occasionally Ben Shapiro can do that with cultural issues. But that is not the Christian role. We are to speak the truth of Christ. And might I suggest it is time to do that now. And you say, well, I'm not I'm not persuaded that it's necessary. Might I suggest this stack of stories, which are being held between my never before nicotine stained fingers, might just encourage you to see the need of the hour. And the need of the hour is for Christians to say no, no, that's that's just not right. In fact, that's just downright wicked. Have you been persuaded yet to speak? Have you crossed the line with a willingness to say, you know, as a Christian, this just might cost me something here. It could cost me my job. It could cost me my grade or my diploma it it could cost me living in a neighborhood where people don't like me very much. Yep. And we, as Christians, are called to pay that price, not to simply be belligerents, not simply to shout at the government, but to speak prophetically to speak the truth of God, and to do it, might I suggest now, perhaps these stories will encourage you to do just that. The court that first legalized same-sex marriage 30 years ago is now legalizing polygamy. No, you're kidding. Uh, The individual who wrote, the civil court judge, who wrote in her decision, 
to legalize polygamy. It's a little bit of a technical case. It had to do with three men sort of living together. One died, property, who gets what, who's the spouse. Well, by determining that they both can receive the inheritance, (laughs) that means that they were all in a relationship together. But the language that she used is fascinating to me. This is an individual who believes that morality changes with the calendar. You turn a decade, you can rewrite morality. Here's what she said. What was normal or non-traditional in 1989 is not a barometer for what is normal or non-traditional now. Well, actually, ma'am, it is. Because if something is true and right and good, it is always true and right and good. One wonders what she does with the Constitution. Quote, indeed, the definition of family has morphed considerably since 1989. Specifically, many articles have been written about multi-person relationships in recent years, revealing a preference that for some has long been known. Ah, so it's morality by majority, morality by whims. This is a perfect example of a culture adrift polygamy. And and they're going to call this progress. This is regression. What's our message to the judge? Repent. Stop it. Multiple partners in a marriage. It is neither traditional nor biblical. Furthermore, it does not promote human flourishing. Repent and while you're at it, put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Story number two. Oh, shaggy. Velma from Scooby-Doo. <laughs> Coming out as a lesbian. There you go. That's what? just terrific. The new movie about Scooby-Doo, because there were some unanswered questions. We needed to know more about Scooby-Doo. Velma's interaction. Now, listen carefully. Jimmy, see if you can catch the... Irony or perhaps the intentionality of the name of her crush. Velma's interaction with a female costume designer, Coco Diablo, leaves Velma blushing and crushing on Coco. Did you catch it? Diablo. Ah, (laughs) devil. Yep. Exactly. (laughs) (sighs) A twist of irony. In the meantime, in Washington, D.C., there was a House Oversight and Reform Committee hearing called by Democrats to discuss how restricting abortions can harm patients. Huh. You don't say. I agree. It does harm patients. It takes the life of a baby in the womb of a mother. A representative from Georgia. Salute. Men have pregnancies, said the expert In response to the representative from Georgia, he's the medical director for trans care at Planned Parenthood. Men can have pregnancies, especially trans men. (laughs) So there's different types of men now. So you're a trans man as opposed to a man. But if you're trans, doesn't that make you? He was testifying and went on to say somebody with a uterus may have the capability of becoming pregnant. Whether they're a woman or a man, that doesn't make a difference. No, sir, that is the difference. How dark is this individual's mind? What is our message to them? Repent, sir. 
Your mind is darkened and it needs to be illuminated by Jesus Christ. That's our message. Not every person with a uterus has the ability to become pregnant. This is medicine. Oh, really? (laughs) I'm sorry. I cannot help but think about these individuals who spend their years going to university. Apparently, they used to have to learn organic chemistry. But now, apparently, according to NYU, that isn't really so important if you want to become a medical professional. Nevertheless, they spent their lives studying amassing a great deal of debt in order to help people. And what do they do with their skills? Mutilate people's bodies, perfectly healthy individuals, including children. One last quote from the hearing. The representative from Georgia asked a fellow at Physicians for Reproductive Health, a.k.a. abortion, Whether a fetal heartbeat is a manufactured sound, you know why. It's because Stacey Abrams, that rascal, she discovered our little secret that we've been manufacturing that heartbeat sound for babies so that people can't get abortions and we can get our women back in the kitchen barefoot and pregnant. Mm. This individual wasn't able to answer it. Quote, I'd love to answer your question. But like so many things in medicine, it's complex. Wow, am I weary from... Well, you're in medicine. How complex is this really? Is the sound of a, an ultrasound somebody's heart beating? Or is it fake? This isn't complicated. Shout out for preborn. It's what they're doing. Providing ultrasounds for free to women. And the battle is raging hotter than ever. You would do well to check out and consider supporting preborn.org slash wretched. Preborn.org slash wretched. Because the battle for life, game on. And these doctors testifying in Washington, so they must be the brightest and the best, aren't able to answer straightforward questions. Why? Their minds are darkened, and a red wave this fall isn't going to bring them light. They need Christian verities. They need to hear the Word of God, not veiled, not shielded, not angry, not belligerently, not in a revolutionary kind of way, but to speak prophetically, no, What you are doing is evil, and you will be held accountable to God for that. You know, that sounds a lot like that letter that John MacArthur wrote to Governor Gavin Newsom lately. Have you been persuaded yet? It's time to speak. This is Wretched Radio. Confession, normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared 
among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable, biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. The month of October is finally here, which means football season is in full swing, basketball season's not far behind, the leaves are falling, and it's time for the annual Wretched Fall Booklet Sale. Now through the 25th, all of our gospel booklets are on sale, and I mean really on sale. Packs of 25 and 50 are 40% off, and packs of 100 are 35% off for Don't Stub Your Toe, Are You a Rotten Fish, The Man Who Split Time, and 13 Reasons Not to Commit Suicide. There's no charge as always for solving the God puzzle. It's the perfect opportunity for you to grab booklets to hand out on Halloween. And no, I'm not encouraging you to celebrate the Devil's Day, but let's face it, kids are still coming to your door whether you like it or not, so why not hand them the gospel and shine some light on this dark and demonic day? And while everybody else is handing out cavities and sugar crashes, you can give the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. The annual Wretched Fall Booklet Sale, happening now at Wretched.org. Like the Pointer Sisters, I am so excited and I just can't hide it. The Masters Academy International is embarking on a bold new program to distribute Bibles internationally. There are oh so many wretched people who love to give to ministries who are giving out Bibles and the Masters Academy International is going to start doing just that in the Philippines but they don't want to give out just any Bible to just anybody. They're going to give away John MacArthur Study Bibles to Christians who cannot afford them in a local Bible teaching church. Can you imagine the impact? How much do you love your MacArthur Study Bible? For $25, you could put a Bible into the hands of a believer in the Philippines. I'll do the math. It's not tricky. Four Bibles, $100. Maybe you could commit to giving a Bible a month to a believer in the Philippines. Please visit wretched.org slash Bible, wretched.org slash Bible to join the Masters Academy International. Important dates in Christian history. 1948, the World Council of Churches is formed as an interdenominational body promoting Christian unity and presence in society. Modern ecumenism saw differing denominations work together in spiritual and social causes, but also resulted in the watering down of Christian doctrine. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Welcome. You are right? Hey. What? You are you okay? <laughs> What's wrong? My my acting that persuasive. I have I have anxiety. Go ahead and ask where it came from. Where did, I, I have anxiety. From where? Where did it come from? The rapture. Oh, this is. is Wretched Radio CNN identifying a new way to vilify and marginalize and malign Christians. Friel done all of those things pretty much mean the same thing. The point is CNN wrote a lengthy article titled, For Some Christians, Rapture Anxiety Can Take a Lifetime to Heal. That is because Christians traumatize children when they teach them the Bible. 
And this article is yet another example of a culture that is absolutely changing. Reading Dr. Erwin Lutzer's books, We Will Not Be Silenced and No Reason to Hide, the imagery that he paints is of America as a football stadium, and on the field are Christians, pretty much running the plays, if you will. And in the stands, America used to cheer for those Christians. Pretty soon, they started tolerating those Christians. Now they're jeering Christians. And you are seeing this sort of vilification around the globe. Rapture anxiety. Listen to this flimsy article. Rapture anxiety, as it is often called, by whom is recognized by some faith experts and mental health professionals as a type of religious trauma. Do they cite a study? No. Do they give the names of these doctors? No, they don't. Instead, they make an accusation stating this is a real thing. It's a chronic problem. Chronic? Ooh, I see. So it's, it's, it's pervasive throughout evangelical Christianity. Jimmy? Yes? You afraid still that you might be left behind? No, I'm I'm pretty secure. Mm. That's strange. You're supposed to be traumatized. <laughs> Religious trauma leads to an increase of anxiety, depression, paranoia, and even some OCD-like behaviors. Excuse me. May I have the science, please? Oh, you don't have any. Then what are you doing? Well, we're vilifying, marginalizing by maligning Christians. Here it is. A growing network of evangelicals. How, how large is this network? We don't know because it doesn't take the time to say in this five-page article from CNN. A growing network of evangelicals who have removed themselves from what they now view as the damaging beliefs of some evangelical and Baptist churches. Boom, boom, boom. Our research, apparently this is... This is from the CEO of the Global Center for Religious Research. Our research has revealed that religious trauma leads to an increase of anxiety, depression, paranoia, and even some OCD-like behaviors. Where, where, okay, how, how, where, how do you know this? It's amazing, isn't it? Christians will make accusations that maybe the kids are kind of bummed out these days because they feel so isolated due to social media. No! You can't make that correlation. Okay. All righty then. You are taught that at any minute you could be left here on earth. What does that do to the teenager who just had premarital sex or even simply took the Lord's name in vain? Did I mention this is CNN? A latent fear of an impending inevitable end are very common among communities of religious trauma survivors. Very, very common. What percentage? We don't know that because we're not told that. This is another shining demonstration of a football stadium that has rather hostile fans. Where did I get? Oh, this is from CNN. There's no doubt we are seeing a major paradigm shift in Christianity. This is the CNN article. One of the common things people are deconstructing for is they don't feel welcome. Oh, so this was just added onto the 
rapture trauma story. Some people don't feel welcome. They don't feel the church matches their personal values. (laughs) Okay. Then go to another church. I'm sure the Unitarians would be thrilled to see you. But this is... This is CNN, a major cable news network, telling churches, you've been big old bullies because you believe something. They they would never do that kind of bullying. They don't feel the church matches their personal values. They are tired of what they see as a system peddling in shame and rejection. Oh, it makes your head crack open, especially if you live in Australia, no doubt, our Aussie mates and mateettes. Is a woman a mate, too? I'm not exactly sure. And then is that for a woman also? I'm going to find out. I think we need to. Yes. Should we? Should we? It's a beautiful. It's massive and it's beautiful. And it's a country that used to be a little bit more informed by Christianity. Today, the football coach gets fired. Okay, he stepped down, but he was told to change his religious beliefs or be terminated. New Essendon CEO Andrew Thorburn steps down one day after being appointed to the role of the chief executive of the Essendon Football Club. (laughs) Why? It comes after it emerged that his church has published a series of articles critical of homosexuality and abortion. Well, how dare that church actually take that position in a statement posted from his profile? The former coach or the former executive reiterated his respect for all people, but said he was being forced to compromise beyond a level that his conscience allowed. Uh Uh-oh, that's not good if you're a Christian in Australia. Your conscience doesn't matter. If your personal beliefs on these social issues does not align with the corporate manifesto, you're going to be forced out. That's pretty chilling. I sure hope that this goes to court. Today, it became clear to me that my personal Christian faith is not tolerated or permitted in the public square, at least by some and perhaps by many. Yeah, we don't know, but I think the crowd is growing. They made it clear my Christian faith and my association with a church are unacceptable in our culture if you wish to hold a leadership position in society. He said, this is is from the president of the Essendon Football Club, in other words, not the guy who got canned, said the church's views were contrary to the club's values and that Mr. Thorburn had been issued with an ultimatum. Zoinks. By the way, those comments from that church were actually made before he was a member. Does that matter? Nope. Has he ever said anything publicly on these issues? Nope. Does that matter? No. No, it doesn't. Be praying for that mate and his wife, who would be called a Sheila. That's right. <laughs> and it's it's. Oh. I didn't. I didn't know that. Uh, you know, men use the term mate, but women never do. Right, they're Sheilas. No, I'm talking about just saying it. So women will never call somebody a mate. Right. According to what I just read on Google. This whole thing is sexist. I'm certain of it. <laughs> it's not Somebody just... needs to be fired for this. What is going on in the land of Oz? I can tell you. 
the people who happen to be listening to this from there at this moment are going, ay, 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 he didn't know what a Sheila was. I've been to Outback Steakhouse. I should know this. <laughs> it's got the it's got the mates and the Sheilas. And the peanuts on the ground. No, it doesn't. Which one? It's not Outback. No. They don't have peanuts there. Oh. Not the one, not the one that I I gotta tell you though. Their top sirloin ain't bad. In fact, it might be the best steak I've had in 40 years. Because I haven't had steak in 40 years until my doctor told me I better start eating some red meat. So I obeyed. I submitted to my doctor's authority. And I'm happy all the day. New Jersey requiring schools to teach middle schoolers about sodomy and pregnancy options. Cool. That's the State Board of Education. New standards. That by the end of grade eight, they need to be able to describe pregnancy testing, the signs of pregnancy, pregnancy options, including parenting, abortion and adoption and things that I wouldn't mention in any company about SEX. The standards are imposed on a school. And if they do not teach it, here's a shocker. They don't get government funding. What? These people, who do they think they are? Now, question. All of those stories get you hot under the collar? Yep. That's okay. Now, the question is, what are we going to do? Are, are we going to go torch a city? No, that's not what we do. Stand. Speak. Be willing and ready to pay a price. I think that there should be liberty amongst Christians. I understand different circumstances and situations. I totally get that. But it seems to me as best I can read the signs of the times. If we don't speak truth, I think that as Christians, we will have failed in our mission that God has given to us. This is Wretched Radio. This is Reggie Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. If you have voted conservative, you do not deserve to be resuscitated. So that's a nurse who's taken a Hippocratic oath, you know, to save the lives of anyone and everyone that they possibly can when the situation arises. Yet she says you don't deserve to have life-saving resuscitation if you vote conservative. Inverted reality, twisted up truth, however you want to define it, it's the environment of the world that we're living in today. One example making headlines this week, a joint letter sent to U.S. Attorney General Merrick Garland by the American Medical Association and the Children's Hospital Association and the American Academy of Pediatrics calls on Garland and the Justice Department to, get this, investigate and prosecute organizations, individuals, and entities exposing the fact that doctors are are abusing children that are not old enough to make medical decisions under the guise of gender-affirming care. These organizations who are handsomely profiting from these procedures don't want to give up all of the money that they're making, so they want you to be prosecuted and go to prison and be silenced. Communism is on the way, folks. I can't remember exactly the source of what I'm about to tell you, but I read not too long ago in an article someone describing things that are going on at universities in this country as the stupefaction of our next generation. Case in point, New York University just fired an organic chemistry professor because students complained that his class was too hard. While we have countries like China who are encouraging and likely forcing their children to be intelligent, we're doing the exact opposite. 
to Berlin, Germany, we go now with some extremely disturbing news. A sociologist who wrote a book called The Lust for Children, and the book is exactly what you think it would be, saying that children even as young as four can consent to having sex with adults, is on the board backing a new LGBT daycare project. Obviously, this guy should never be on the board of any daycare center ever. But even more than that, why are we labeling daycare centers as LGBT daycare centers? These are children. But what can we expect in a world that celebrates grooming? Okay, so I'm not sure if you've seen this or not, and I can guarantee it won't surprise you as much as it will grieve you. But Planned Parenthood has criticized the new Marilyn Monroe movie, which was recently released. The movie's called Blonde, and Planned Parenthood is criticizing the movie because it's presenting misinformation that contributes to anti-abortion propaganda. What's the information that they're saying is misinformation? Well, it was the grief that Marilyn Monroe felt over aborting a baby. And Planned Parenthood says, Ah, we don't like that. You don't need to show grief over an abortion. You need to celebrate it. Murdering babies is fun. Okay, so that's not the exact quote. That's not exactly what they said. But it sure feels like it, doesn't it? More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible Jude was the brother of the Lord Jesus Christ. He wrote an epistle to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. He contends for the faith with a passionate and vehement attack against false teachers. When you want to know God's concern for the truth, Jude has 25 intense verses just for you. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Who knew it was this bad? This is Wretched Radio. Don't know if you've spent much time listening to young people who lament they can't find a spouse. Perhaps you've read the statistics. People are waiting until they're in their 40s. Maybe it's 50s now. I don't know. I guess they're waiting until they get into a assisted care facility, a.k.a. what we used to call a nursing home. But apparently that somehow became a bad moniker. Young people aren't rushing to marriage. And they lament how awful it is in this current culture to go about the business of finding a mate. And maybe, just maybe, both CNBC, that's right, I just said CNBC, and the New York Times are going to help us understand just how challenging it is for young people these days. Headline from CNBC. Tired of swiping left? Singles are turning to new matchmaking services for dates. What? We're going back to Fiddler on the Roof, where we're using matchmakers. They're apps, but these are these are supposed to be more sophisticated than the current swipe, 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 swipe business. And people are starting to recognize the way that we've been doing it as of late. It ain't working out. And a lot of young people are miserable because of it. New York Times. Dating is broken. Well, there's an admission that's as obvious as the nose on my face, which is very obvious. Dating is broken. Going retro could fix it. No, we don't want to go back to those old stupid people. What did they know about anything? I'm sure the divorce rates were lower. Of course, happiness rates were higher, but they're not us. So they're stupid and dead and dumb. 
We know everything. Apparently, we don't. And when the New York Times recognizes that maybe going retro is a good idea, um, that maybe tells us how difficult it actually is. From the New York Times, it was a Jewish woman. Well, you know what? I guess guess it could have been a man. I'm so sorry. M-I-C-H-A-L Leibowitz. Michal, see, Micah would be, I would think, the fella. Oh, I know. Jimmy. Yes. You pronounce that Sheila. (laughs) You do that from the headline. It's been odd, therefore, the past several years, watching the ways the secular mainstream has latched faddishly onto traditional dating practices. There are a slew of matchmaking companies sorting out the love lives of the rich and famous, Articles declaring matchmaking is hot again. Netflix, they've got tons of shows. Indian matchmaking, Married at First Sight, Bridgerton. Okay, I think I've seen the Indian matchmaking. Absolutely fascinating. It is amazing. And what's really shocking about it is that the media doesn't criticize it as being sexist or misogynistic. Or oppressive because there's literally a matchmaker and the families, they meet with the potential spouse before you even get to go out for a cup of coffee. Because it's the family that has to approve of the new mate and the mate's family. And This is India, not Australia, mate. Why isn't our our feminist-led society up in arms, answer? Well, because it's not Christian, so we think it's really cool. And look at look at look at how well it works out for those people. Where's the critique? Where's Hillary on this? Writing a critique from the article. A reacquaintance with more traditional forms of meeting and falling in love makes me feel hopeful. I see signs of a culture grabbing for the things it rightly needs. In today's largely online world, burnout, opacity, and callousness define dating. Reflecting the values of a society that prizes individualism, privacy, and choice in nearly all things, including matters of the heart. I I don't know who this this author is, but I got to tell you something. Uh, They've got a, a beat on our contemporary society's romantic notion of reality. It's found in my heart. I've got to be me. I've got to live the way that I want. I've got to be my authentic self. Jimmy, did you find out if Michal is female or masculine? Uh, no, I think it's gender neutral. No, you're, no, you're just playing with me. <laughs> I didn't even look. I, I'm looking now. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Well, I see in there. It looked like you were doing something rather feverishly. Uh, yeah, well, I was taking notes. You were just texting friends. (laughs) While dating is more convenient than it has ever been, it's clearly falling short. And then the New York Times goes on to offer three practices particularly promising for people who are looking for a committed long-term relationship. Well, we used to call that marriage. Here it is. One, meeting partners through friends, family, or matchmakers rather than online. That is a massive admission. 
that the old ways had some wisdom to them? Were the old ways always perfect? No. Were the old ways always applied rightly? No. But was there something redemptive about the way we used to go about the business of seeing our children married? Number two, early upfront communication around long-term goals and values. Uh, I think that's crucial to do before you consider dating. Discover, for instance, you're a Christian, you're born again, and you meet somebody and you think, hmm, hmm, interesting, but that person is a pagan. You're done. You're just, you're just done. And there are other things that are going to disqualify another individual as being a biblical and godly match for you. Why not discover those things up front before your heart is linked to that person? All you're going to do is become a salt and pepper shaker. That was a fireproof illusion. Third, if you want to have a long-term committed relationship, did I mention this is the New York Times? Delay sexual intimacy. It's worth asking, is it time to court again? Wow! Do you remember? Oh, the vilification of Christians. They've got this thing called courting where the families are involved. And they talk to the religious people in their congregations about this. And they need to receive parental approval. Huh. I guess, though, now that it's in the New York Times, it's, it's become a good idea. Jimmy, what's a, what's a Michael? A male uh, or a female? It's, it's, a, it's a lady. Okay. Yeah. I should have looked for the pronouns, but I think they avoided using pronouns. I, I don't think anybody in the New York Times can actually use a pronoun anymore. <laughs> think of what this more traditional model solves. This is from the article. A mediated match tends to connect individuals who are looking for the same kind of relationship and who have the education, religious background, or values that the other one is looking for. Did you catch that? A mediated match. Now, the question is, what does that look like today? Especially if you're young, you're pondering matrimony. What is a mediated match well, I don't think that we can be legalistic about this. I don't think that we can point to a Bible verse that says the parents find the match and then place you with that person, which, by the way, the Indian matchmaking, that's kind of the way it works. Because the attitude about marriage is you're not looking for all of the things that float your boat. You're looking for somebody who is in alignment with your family's values and your religious beliefs. And then you'll just get the whole thing worked out. No, I'm not saying that's best, but I am saying there's something to be said if you're young to let wisdom speak to your situation. Let your parents in. If they aren't genuinely toxic and terrible, let them in. Let, let your siblings in. They've got something to say. And if I could do a shout out for parents and siblings who received the privilege of being asked, so what do you think about this person? Go slow with your critique. Don't just, I don't think she's exactly right. Ah, you know, I think you can do better than that. Uh-uh, be a little bit more thoughtful. It may ease the difficulties of approaching a potential partner by having a third party arrange the meeting. Plus, as anyone who has been ghosted or harassed by a paramour can attest, there's a benefit 
to the behavioral accountability a mediated match offers. Fascinating. And, and then it describes several individuals who did that very thing. Let somebody mediate it. Now, who is that? Well, you can call a Yenta if you want to. I guess maybe the Indian matchmaker has her number published and you can give her a holler. Or you can let your family in. And that includes your church family. You, you think that marriage is a piece of cake and you've got this. Well, there are people who have done this. They have wisdom, and wisdom mandates that you receive wisdom. Otherwise, sorry, biblical language, you're actually being a fool. This is Wretched Radio. 200. That's right. 200 Tomorrow Clubs are now up and running again in Ukraine. That means kids are hearing the gospel. They're getting saved. Their parents are getting saved. The church is getting strengthened. Not only are the Tomorrow Clubs busy preaching the gospel, they're also very busy helping people. This is our buddy Max in Ukraine. We have created the Ukraine Support Fund. Thanks to our partners, Tomorrow Clubs began immediate assistance to the network of the local churches that became a safe place for thousands of refugees fleeing their devastated homes. Providing food, providing clothing, potable water, a safe place, communication. Would you please consider becoming a ministry partner of the amazing ministry called Tomorrow Clubs? You can learn how you could participate in the spreading of the gospel in Eastern Europe at Tomorrow Clubs dot org slash wretched thank you for joining us for wretched radio today when is the last time you took a gander around the wretched store if it's been a while i'd like to urge you to do so today the wretched store is home to tons of great resources books booklets videos mp3s and curriculum and i'll go out on the limb and say that everybody will be able to find something they'll love and learn from in the wretched store so take some time and peruse all we have available wretched.org slash store all of the resources that you'll find are only made possible by the support of our gospel partners. We can't produce the content that we're able to produce without that ongoing support. So while you're visiting the Wretched store at wretched.org, would you also consider taking a look at our donate page by clicking the give link at the top of the page. There you'll find all the information you will ever need regarding becoming a gospel partner. Wretched.org slash store, wretched.org slash donate. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. Hey, isn't this groovy? Dozens of crisis pregnancy centers have been vandalized or set on fire because of the Roe v. Wade decision. A preborn center in Buffalo was firebombed. A preborn clinic in Gresham, Oregon was hit with an incendiary device. A preborn clinic in Miami vandalized and they're receiving bomb threats. In other words, the battle for life is becoming a battle for life. And yet, the preborn centers continue to open. Support organizations like Preborn and like your local pregnancy clinic that are unwaveringly and without fear opening again today, offering free, loving, Christ-centered alternatives to these young women. Be part of the solution. Please join the literal battle for life preborn.org slash wretched preborn.org slash wretched 
lexicon. There are many words to help us understand the nature of the Bible. Words like sufficiency. The Bible tells us everything we need to know about God. Salvation, doctrine and life. We do not need any additional revelation to know who God is and what He requires of us. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Nice work, Governor Newsom. This is Wretched Radio, California. It is as progressive as you can be while still remaining an American state, (laughs) which some would actually debate these days, passing legislation that allows people to take the life of their own child, even if they don't live in the state of California. You come on in. If you're a kid and you're confused about your gender, Come on into this safe place, California, progressive when it comes to sex, sexuality, drugs, promiscuity, gender issues, life issues. Californians should be singing Governor Newsom's praises because they're happy all the day. Headline, young adults in California experience alarming rates of anxiety and depression. What? They should be flourishing in the state of California, but they're miserable. Why? Because the path of the fool always ends at the destination known as misery. Consider the book of Proverbs and the father's pleading with the son. Listen, please don't go the way of the fool. Don't listen to the siren song of sinners who lure you and tempt you. Don't do it. It'll wreck your life. And that's exactly what we're seeing in California. Adults who should know better, they don't. Have you ever seen this clip? It had to have been from the 60s in California. Ronald Reagan is at uh, maybe, I think it might have been UC Berkeley. And they were letting the kids trash the place. (laughs) Sound familiar? And Ronald Reagan, when he went to meet with the school board, the professors and the staff, he said, you, you adults should know better. That was the 60s. Well, progressives don't. And the result of their folly is misery. Quickly, these are 18 to 24-year-olds, and I share this because I do believe the church has an opportunity here. More than three-quarters reporting anxiety in the last year. Three-quarters of kids, anxiety. More than half, depression. 31% experience suicidal thinking, 16% self-harm. Why is this happening in the progressive state of California? It's because it's a progressive state. And the old ways are better ways. Why? Because they were more informed by biblical ways. Found young people facing significant barriers to getting help. With nearly half of those who wanted to speak to a mental health professional, saying that they had been unable to do so. And many saying cost or lack of access has stopped them. Hello, church. Hello, biblical counseling. Hello, evangelistic opportunity. What are we waiting for as the church? Why are we not shouting to the world, hurting? We'd like to help. We have counseling. We will walk alongside you. We will care for you, and you can not only announce that to your people, but you can announce it to the people who live around your church who are not members of your church. 
Biblical counseling is evangelistic by nature because the first step of biblical counseling is you got to make sure the person is saved. Because biblical counseling isn't about fixing them, helping them to feel happier. It's about helping them to love Jesus more. So if you don't love Jesus at all, you can't learn to love him more. So it's evangelistic. And the biblical counselor who is smart doesn't move from go until the individual gives a credible profession of faith. That is why biblical counseling is evangelistic. I'm super pumped. I get to go to a church November 6th. Mike Fabares from Compass Bible Church in Orange County is going to be in town. This should encourage you. Dr. Erwin Lutzer, 81 years old, flew from Chicago to Atlanta. Why? Because he wanted to be able to have a vehicle to download his wisdom so that young people don't drive over a cliff. Mike Fabares, same thing. He's flying from California to be here to do a few episodes of Road Trip to Truth season four. And by the way, season three will be released. I do believe it's November 1st or November 3rd. We've been doing this series now for a number of years because thousands of churches utilize it with their youth groups. And these are older, busy, godly men who are willing to give up time. These guys are busy. And they said yes to coming here. And so Mike is going to be here, and we're going to have him preach at Faith Community Church way up in Woodstock, which is, I guess, considered a suburb of Atlanta now. And I'm excited because his church in Orange County has a robust biblical counseling center. The church in Woodstock has a robust biblical counseling center. Why? Because they know these statistics, they know that people are hurting, and they know that they can reach the community. Reading articles like this, it frankly gets tedious after a time because, yep, just more, yep, kids are bummed, kids are bummed, kids are bummed. But this last poll statistic, they can't find help. And there sits the church. 86%, this is an example of of the importance of righteous leaders. Remember, the people rejoice when the righteous prosper. I think a reasonable application is when a government behaves more righteously. We like that. It's good for people. Here's some effects of non-righteous California ruling. 86% of young people say the cost of housing was an extremely or very serious problem. And more than three quarters saying the same about the cost of college, lack of well-paying jobs, homelessness, drug and alcohol abuse, and the cost and availability of health care in California, where it's progressively perfect. One last note, the survey found those who identified as LGBTQ were significantly less likely to report positive evaluations of their mental health. Shouldn't be that way. They should be happier. Why are they sadder in the state of California? We have been scolded. If you don't approve of somebody's lifestyle, you're going to lead them to suicide. That's what we've been told. California, very liberal, needless to say. I mean, if you can consider socialism liberal, they have the ability to express themselves any way that they want to. They should be happier in California. But they're not. They're sadder. And you and I have the chance to meet them. And might I suggest we do it without the DSM-5, Cripplegate. 
According to a 2020 study by the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Service Administration, 21% of Americans suffered from mental health issues. Johns Hopkins says it's 26%. On and on it goes. And they talk about the depression rate in this critique of the DSM-5 because it ain't helping. Secular psychology is not getting the job done. People who go to see these therapists are not receiving any truth. They have the wrong starting place. It's the wrong journey. And frankly, so much of it is downright silly. Really? Snapping your wrist with a rubber band? Okay. You got a bunch of degrees on the wall. You came up with that. If you are not yet not a fan, how many negatives was that? If you're not yet not a fan of the DSM-5, here you go. This should do the trick. There are 836 mental disorders or disordered conditions described in the book. <laughs> so let me give you some example. Do you squirm in your chair, like to talk, and always seem to be on the go? Then you've got ADHD. Simple as that. Do you think you should be a girl when you're a guy? You've got gender dysphoria. Do you get blackout drunk every weekend? You've got alcohol use disorder. Do you eat too much and then feel bad about it? You've got binge eating disorder. Do you dislike authority? You've got oppositional defiance disorder. Do you get angry? Not always, but sometimes. Then it's intermittent explosive disorder. <laughs> We're all crazy according to the DSM-5. Do you like to burn stuff? Pyromania. Do you like to steal? Kleptomania. Do you like yourself a lot? Narcissistic personality disorders. Jimmy, I'm going to give you a test. All right. How many of these have you experienced over the last six months? All of them. Probably excessive worry. Restlessness. Uh -huh. Being easily fatigued, yep. <laughs> difficulty concentrating, yes. irritability, muscle tension, sleep disturbance. Congratulations. <laughs> if you tell your care physician or your therapist that you've been experiencing these things, then you will be diagnosed with generalized anxiety disorder prescribed an SSRI like Zoloft. Oh, the DSM-5, which actually admits that it can't actually solve any of these supposed disorders. It can only categorize them. Quote from the DSM-5. A diagnosis does not carry any necessary implications regarding the etiology or causes of the individual's mental disorder or the individual's degree of control over behaviors that may be associated with the behavior. That is a flat-out admission. Secular psychiatry can't help you. They're not helping the kids in California. They aren't doing any favors to any young people anywhere in this country. But there's the church filled with Bibles, which are filled with wisdom, which can be applied to people's lives so that they can actually experience joy. Oh, church, what are we waiting for? Until tomorrow, go serve your king.